It's Monday, Yutet Iyar, Tafshin Ayin Dalid. Coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Lakat Kaveret Pugi with their classic Yoya. And that comes off of their uh, album, the uh, Double C DVD, their last concert in the park. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are here every Monday morning live, immediately following JM in the AM, 9, 9 uh, AM Eastern Time, that is, and 4 PM Israel time. Thank you so much for joining us, making us a part of your day. We post on our Facebook page links to many of the songs we play, and we just posted a link to that one, to the YouTube video of that song, and our Facebook page is facebook.com slash The Israel Show. We thank all those who have liked the page. 216 in number you are, and the latest, and we welcome you. Ora, Yossi, and Suri, thank you so much for liking our Facebook page. You can reach us through the page, or you can email me at mayor, M-E-I-R, at nachumsegel.com. That's the address, mayor, M-E-I-R, at nachumsegel.com. Great to be here. Post-Log Ba'omer, we have lots of great music. We'll continue with a Yoram Ga'on Naomi Shemer Classic in one second. But anyone listening to JM in the AM, I'm sure all of you were just before us, uh, will understand that I'm going to do the following. Mazal Tov to Maccabi Tel Aviv for winning the Euro League. They are the Euro League champions. Mazal Tov, it is a great accomplishment and very exciting for sports fans around the world. And that's about all you're going to hear about it on this show. Um, just because I'm not a sports person, and I really don't know how much uh, much to say. We have great uh, stuff coming up. We will tell you about the trial, the amazing verdict, and the trial of Ehud Olmert and the rest of the what they call the Holy Land development uh, bunch. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, a story that broke yesterday, last night, actually, about Martin Indyk and uh, uh, interesting revelation, and we'll speak about the upcoming... Um, Elections for President of Israel. Lots of stuff, lots of things to get to. Stay with us here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Yehoram Gaon with Naomi Shemer's Odloa Hafti Dai continues with our great post-Lagba Ormer music. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Abraham Gaon with uh, Naomi Shemer's uh, classic, Odlo Afti Dai. It's such a favorite of our listeners here on the Israel Show. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Mayor Weingarten. So, um, last week, the trial, almost wrapped up, the trial of uh, Ehud Olmert and many others. Uh, obviously, we're focusing on Ehud Olmert because he is a former Prime Minister of Israel and um, this was the first time in the history of the State of Israel that a former Prime Minister was uh, sentenced to a prison term. But there were quite a number of other people involved in this case. What was the case about? There was a big development, and a um, housing development, originally a hotel development, then turned into a housing development, which was constructed just uh, to the south of Bayit Vagan, where the Holy Land Hotel used to be back in the day, and that's why it was called the Holy Land Development, and that's why the trial is called the Holy Land Trial. Nothing to do with the uh, holiness of the land of Israel. It has to do with the name of the the hotel that used to be there. Um, And it turns out that uh, one of the things that comes out of this trial is that if you want to have a big real estate development in Jerusalem, and people say in many other cities in Israel, you can't do it without hiring a macher, somebody who bribes off the right people in the right places. And it was quite shocking to some people, uh, eye-opening, that um, that, it, that that is still the case in many cities in Israel, that if you want things to move, if you want things to get done, you have to hire a macher, who will grease the wheels and pay off the right people. Well, the... Um, the judge in this case, it's a single judge who sat. Um, there's no jury system in Israel. It's judges. Some cases have three, some one. A single judge, and he um, really came down on everyone involved, but especially on Ehud Olmert, the former prime minister. Um, so what are, the, what are some of the points that the judge brought out and some of the questions and issues that are being discussed in Israel? First of all, um, it was a rather stiff sentence for a white-collar crime. In Israel, a six-year sentence for a white-collar crime is a lot. Sentencing in Israel, uh, in general, is a lot lighter than we find here in America. Um, so that was one issue. And the reason he did it, I believe, was because the judge wanted to make a point. He, want, he wanted to excoriate the former prime minister. He wanted to really put a spotlight on this practice of bribery to the extent that he called Olmert and those who accepted bribes a boged, a traitor to the land of Israel. Now, that is very harsh language to use in a white-collar crime. That means he is, the judge is saying, Ehud Olmert, is like a traitor, like someone who has betrayed his country. And that got a lot of people talking in Israel. Would that be considered treason? Good question for people to discuss. Another interesting point that the judge made, who is more guilty, the person who accepts the bribe or the person who gives the bribe? And in this case, in, it, there are people who say, well, the person who gives the bribe, he's the one who started, he initiated it. He, he, he's the one who's bringing the, uh, the crime into this world, so to speak. He's initiating the bad. The person who accepts the bribe is also bad, but he's, um, let's just say, he, he has a, um, maybe a smaller role in getting it going. Well, the judge here says no, he doesn't see it that way. The judge here says those who are in public service, the public officials who have the trust of the people that elected them, when they accept a bribe, they are worse than the people giving the bribe. And that is why he sentenced the bribe takers to harsher sentences than the bribe givers, which also is an interesting point of discussion uh, in Israel being discussed by people, uh, write-ups in the uh, papers, op-eds, and so forth. And another interesting question that the judge discussed and brought up and is being uh, debated in Israel. People say, look, Ehud Olmert was the prime minister of Israel. Before that, he was the mayor of Jerusalem. He was 
at the top of the world, so to speak. There's an expression in the Gemara, someone who goes, Me'igra Rama Labira Amikta, a person going from the highest mountain to the lowest, you know, uh, at the bottom of the pit, if you will. Um, here's a guy who was at the top of the world, and now his whole world is shattered. He has suffered for years through the trial. Hasn't he suffered enough? That's what people, a lot of people say. Hasn't he suffered enough? Shouldn't the fact that he was in such a high position and he has gone through all this, uh, um, this period, this difficult period, and all the public scrutiny, and uh, wouldn't that say that he's, he's been already somewhat punished and therefore his prison term should be lower? Comes the judge, his name is Judge Rosen, and says, no, just the opposite. My expectation of people that are the Igorama, that are at the top of the world, the people that are elected to the highest uh, positions in the state of Israel, mayor of the city, prime minister of the state, my expectations of them are higher. And therefore, when they accept bribes, when they do criminal acts, their punishment should be greater than that of the average citizen, which is such an interesting uh, approach and uh, to some counterintuitive. And yet, many in Israel applaud this judge who had the guts to stand up to all the um, uh, all those who were supporting Olmert, and he had a lot of support amongst the, uh, the media and amongst the left, and stand, stood up to them and did what he felt was right. And in the, in the verdict, he lashed into Omerd and others who did these things. Now, one other point it's important to know. Eud Olmert constantly says he is innocent. He has never admitted any wrongdoing whatsoever, and he will appeal his sentence. Does he stand a chance? And the answer is, I believe he stands a good chance. The reason is, the prosecution never really had a smoking gun. They had a difficult time proving that Ehud Olmert accepted a bribe. And it's interesting that he really covered his tracks very well, and he is rather well known amongst the people, the talk in town, if you will, is that he was a very corrupt politician and he took many bribes from many people but managed to cover himself very well. And he's been on trial before and he's gotten through all the trials. Many of you might remember the famous Talansky trial where an American, Moish Talansky, came and uh, testified that he gave envelopes full of cash to Ehud Olmert. Olmert got through that. Then there was the Rishon Tours case and other cases. He's gotten through them all. This case actually had the weakest um, um, witnesses and the weakest uh, evidence. And therefore, there are many people who believe that he might succeed in the appeal and uh, get away with yet another case. But... The prosecution in Israel now has now has a smoking gun of other information, because Eirolmert's right hand person Shula Zaken, someone who devoted her life to serving Ehud Olmert in all his positions throughout his career in the public life, she covered for him. She literally was going to go to prison for him until the absolute end of this trial when Ehud Olmert threw her under the bus. And she got so angry and so upset that she ran to the prosecution. Literally, the trial was over already. She ran to the prosecution and said, I have tapes, I have smoking guns up to Azoo, and you can find him guilty. And they couldn't do it in this trial because the trial actually was closed. But if he succeeds in his appeal, I believe that the prosecution in Israel will bring more a new new trial, new uh, allegations against him, witness tampering and other things, and then they will have him dead to rights with the tapes and other information that Shula Zakin will provide. Fascinating, fascinating 
um, ethical, legal, and other questions that come up. But it's sad. It is sad for the state of Israel that uh, there is this level of corruption. And hopefully, over time, with more and more trials such as these, these, um, these practices will lessen and then come to an end. That's it, and you're invited to comment on this and anything else we speak about. You can email me, mayor, M-E-I-R, at nachumsegel.com, or you can post on our Facebook page. Happy to hear from you, and uh, interesting comments. We'll read them on the air. It's facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Back to music. This is Veshuvi Trem, an old Ilan Ilanit classic, given a new take on Yom HaAtzma'ud at the... Um, torch lighting ceremony. This is the audio from uh, that ceremony. The song Veshuvi Tren given a whole new spin. Um, we're giving it to you here and we're going to post. I believe we have the link to this. We'll post it on our Facebook page. My name is Mayor Weingart and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
Yonatan Razel with um, Bells Meets an Orchestra. That's his spin on uh, Bells and Niggin. We posted a link to that on our Facebook page, and we are posting now a link to the entire ceremony of the um, lighting of the torches from Har Herzl on Erev Yom Ha'atzma'ut. We spoke about it at length on the Yom Ha'atzma'ut show on Jam in the AM, and the Veshuvitchem number that we just did comes from the end of that ceremony. Um, there are beautiful moments there, as we mentioned on Yom Ha'atzma'ut. Uh, Miriam Peretz lighting um, her torch, Adina Bar Shalom, Geula Cohen. Uh, it's in Hebrew. If you understand Hebrew, you don't have to sit through the whole thing. You can zip through to those highlights and be moved, amazingly moved. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for tuning in, making us a part of your day. Today is the 19th day in the month of ER, and um, it is the yard site of Mayor Ben Baruch, Harav Mayor Ben Baruch, who died... 721 years ago today. Some of you may know him by a different name. He was one of the leading halachic authorities for Ashkenaz Jews of his times. He founded a yeshiva in the city of Rottenburg in Germany, and hence he is known as the Maharami Rottenburg. And um, at the time... The Jews were not as fortunate as we are today. They were persecuted by the governments in Europe, all over the world. And um, the Jews were considered literally the property of the governments. Officially, it was called the serfs of the treasury. So they weren't free to leave the country. And the Marami Rottenberg attempted to escape to Israel with several other family members and... Um, when he reached Italy, he was recognized by a Jew who had converted to Christianity, who snitched on them and caused his arrest in 1286. So for the last seven years of his life, the mayor of Rutenberg, the Maharam of Rutenberg, spent his last seven years in prison. And the Kaiser at the time, set a ransom, and told the Jewish community, you can have your rabbi back, but you've got to pay me X amount. And it was an exorbitant amount of money. The Talmud, the student of the Maharam of Rutenberg, was the Rosh. Famous, those who learned Gemara know, of course, about the Rosh. And uh, I believe he also wrote the uh, Arbaturim. And um, the Rosh and others went around and collected the ransom, and they were going to pay it, even though it was exorbitant. And the Maharam of Rottenberg sent out a message from prison, saying, don't pay the ransom. Leave me in prison. Leave me in the dungeon. And trust me, that was not a prison where they had cable TV and ping pong tables. This was like a dungeon. And he cited the Mishnah in Gitin, Ein podim et yeter al olam. You don't free prisoners by paying a ransom that is higher, that is exorbitant, that is higher than the worth of a person's life uh, on the market, so to speak. Because, most people understand that, because all it will do is lead those kidnappers or jailers to go ahead and kidnap more Jews because they see that they can get so much money. It's, it's worth it for them to kidnap Jews. In our time, imagine 721 years later, we are living through a similar situation where the Hamas and the Hezbollah, the terrorist organizations of the Palestinian Arabs, know that the state of Israel will pay exorbitant prices for the life of one Jewish soldier. And so they are they set out with a goal to kidnap a Gilad Shalit or 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 others or a Ron Arad and hold them ransom and say, We'll give them back to you, give us a thousand killers, give us twelve hundred terrorists. And over time the government of Israel 
has given in more and more, and we see that this is what has happened, that exactly what the Mishnah was talking about happened. And yet, one can't judge the state of Israel for what it does, because it's very difficult to withstand the pressure of the parents and the family, because every family in Israel feels that that could be their son, and he's alive, and we can get him back, and he can live his life, so whatever the price is, let's pay it. And so we have this horrific dilemma, ethical dilemma. Interestingly, right now, as we speak, on the yard site of the Maharam of Rottenberg, there is a proposal before the Knesset, brought by the, brought by the Bayat HaYehudi, and supported by the Bayat HaYehudi, opposed by others, that would prohibit the government of Israel from releasing terrorists that are serving a life sentence, would prohibit the government from releasing them in any prisoner exchange. That is a very interesting law. And one wonders if they pass this law, and God forbid a Gilad Shalit type situation happens again, how would the people of Israel and the government of Israel act? Will the fact that there is such a law be able to help the government stand up to a family like the Shalits and to the public outcry or not? I don't know. Will the law even pass? I don't know. But Ayala Chaked of the Bayit HaYud is the one who is championing this law and it will be interesting to follow and we'll follow it here on The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Here's Ofra Chaza with Chai. Late Ofra Chaza with her hit song, Chai.
Chai here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Wangert. You're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. And we are sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, an amazing organization that is there for one purpose only, to help Americans make Aliyah to Israel. And what a great message between Yom Ha'atzma'ut and Yom Yerushalayim for all of us. Nefesh Benefesh provides Olim with employment resources, with assistance. They help you through the government absorption process. They give you community-based guidance. And they help you financially on a needs basis in order to make each individual's aliyah as successful as possible. They've made aliyah cool. They've made aliyah in. They've they've really taken aliyah, I think, from a sort of like, oh, you know, who makes aliyah, you know, to, wow, this is an amazing process. This is an amazing event. This is this is an amazing event in our lives. And uh, one of the things that they do is they have these charter flights. This is just, you have to see it. Go onto their website and you'll see the arrival of a chartered flight, an entire El Al jumbo jet filled with Olim Chadashim coming to Israel. The plane lands. There are thousands of people waiting to welcome the new Olim, family members, friends cheering. There's a band. They come off the plane like heroes, which they are. And uh, it is an amazing, uh, just moving, emotional uh, ceremony, event, moment in time. Take a look at their website, nbn, nefesh, nefesh, nbn.org.il. And we, the Israel Show, are very proud to be sponsored by Nefesh, Nefesh. Rami Kleinstein, very well-known singer on the Israeli music scene, came out with... Uh, some new material, new album, Matanot Ktanot. This, uh, we're going to debut one song from there. It's called Boker Tov Yeled. Great number. We'll also post the link on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. You can listen to it and watch the official video of it as well on that link. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Boker tov, yelled aouf sheli, boker tov. Or a shemesh mit gane, lacho. Velifne shayom mit parets, miko lever. Bo ne dabir, gever el gever. Atalomed la lechet, sad veot sad no Thank <laughs> Sakano, 
That's an old song. goes back to the 1990s, but I didn't hear it until yesterday, I'm embarrassed to say. And uh, when I heard it, I really liked it. I think it's very cool. The name of the group is Avtipus, and the name of the song is Boker Tov Olam, Good Morning World. Posted a link to the uh, official clip that is on Facebook. We posted that on our Facebook page, and you can enjoy it too. I, uh, I just got with it. You know, it's one of those songs that catches you very quickly. Before that, Rami Kleinstein's Brand new Boker Tov Yeled off of his new album, 
matanot ktanot, small gifts. Um, well, yes, uh, the, earlier today in Israel, the uh, Speaker of the Knesset, Yuli Edelstein, announced that the elections for the President of the State of Israel will take place on the 10th of June. And I assume that we will talk, we will be talking about that between now and then somewhat. Um, the post is not one of much power. It's a totally ceremonial post. But it's, uh, it, it does have um, some um, value because people look up to the president. He is a role model to the people. And uh, the right person in that position can really add a lot to the country. The election of president is done very, uh, very interestingly. It is not, he is not elected by the, um, by the people of Israel. He is elected by the members of Knesset. And unlike the usual voting in the Knesset, which is public and open and everybody can see how everybody voted, this is one of the few times that the Knesset has a secret ballot. That's right. Everyone can vote the way they want. They don't have to worry about what their party tells them to do. They don't have to worry about deals that were made or promises that were given. They could promise every candidate that they'll vote for them, and nobody will know the difference. And that is why, over the uh, history of the state of Israel, this has always been, or almost always been, a surprising outcome. For example, when Shimon Peres ran for president the previous time, and it was all, everyone was sure he was a shoe and he's absolutely going to win, and suddenly Moshe Katsav wins. There was betrayal by Shas and others who uh, promised Shimon Peres they'd vote for him and ended up voting for somebody else. So uh, this is always an interesting race. Who are the candidates? Well. The uh, names that are out now, and this doesn't mean that there won't be new names coming out, some surprise candidate that will be pulled out of the hat. The names that are uh, the leading names now are Ruby Rivlin, famous uh, Rivlin family, the pioneers uh, of the land of Israel, students of the Gra that came to Israel in the uh, late 17, early 1800s. Uh, the Rivlins, so Ruby Rivlin, who is... Uh, was a member of the Knesset for many years, uh, a prominent member of the Likud for many years, and former, as I mentioned, former Speaker of the Knesset. He is running, but he had a falling out with the Netanyahu's, and so Netanyahu is not supporting him. That'll be interesting. The Labor Party is supporting Binyamin Ben Eliezer, also known as Fuad, former um, a military man, and then he was uh, in the Knesset. He was a minister in several governments for many years. Um, but he's a uh, he's a not well person. He's uh, he's sick. He needs to have a, uh, I believe, a liver transplant coming up, and so forth. And so, question is, hey, how is he running for this position when um, he is not in the best of health? Other names, people that have put themselves out there as people that are going to run, Nobel Prize laureate, scientist Professor Dan Schechtman. That's, that's a very interesting and, and weird um, name. He, he got the Nobel Prize for chemistry, and they say that um, he doesn't really have chemistry with the average person in Israel. That'll be interesting. Mayor Shitrit from the Likud, former uh, mayor of Yavne and uh, former member of Knesset. And uh, Justice of the Supreme Court, former Justice of the Supreme Court, Dahlia Dorner. She's put her name out there as well. Other names that are being mentioned, one that I think would be amazing, is Natan Sharansky. He would be perfect, perfect for this position. He is uh, very uh, distinguished, has a great history um, as a prisoner of Zion, as a... Uh, champion of freedom and democracy. He's well-known around the world. He would be great. Don't know uh, if he wants the job. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and uh, there are other names. David Levy, former minister in uh, Menachem Begin's government. Um, Avigdor Kahalani, um, a uh, hero of the Yom Kippur War. Even the name of Adina Bar Shalom, the uh, daughter of Harav Avadia Yosef, is being mentioned, although I don't know if she would be interested in running. So we'll see. We shall keep you uh, informed, and we will follow the race. 
between now and June the 10th, when the Knesset will have its secret ballot uh, voting for the President of Israel. Here's Ricky Gal with Toto Toto Daraba. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, we're not going to have time to uh, give you the Martin Index story. Uh, we'll post the uh, link to that uh, write-up from the Jewish Independent. We'll post that on our uh, Facebook page. Um, the bottom line of it is that, um, as suspected, Martin Indyk has been um, leaking to the media all over the world that uh, the breakdown of the quote-unquote peace talks between Israel and the Palestinian Arabs is Israel's fault and obviously, we know that that's not true, but um, it wasn't clear who from the American side has been saying that. And he was caught, um, overheard in a bar in Washington in a 30-minute tirade, basically saying those things. We're going to close out with Yishai uh, Ribo and Koldo Di, which we debuted last week, and I love so much that I want to play it again and share it with you and hope that you enjoy it too. We will do that after we thank you, 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 you so much for listening. Thanks for all of your Facebook likes, your comments, your emails. Keep them coming. Mayor at NahumSiegel.com, M-E-I-R at Nahum, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L, NahumSiegel.com. And Facebook page is facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network and my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Stay tuned for Tech Talk with Arye Lightstone and then keep it tuned all day to the Nachum Siegel Network for a great Music Monday mix. Until next Monday following JM and the AIM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not.
כל דודין הזה בא, ככה מספרים, להסיר את כל הרע ואת קרננו להרים, מתוך תאומות עפר, ולהקיץ נרדמים עם תרועת שופר. כל דודין הזה בא, כך פשטה להשמועה, וכל תינוק שנשבע, קיבל את הנבואה. אז בוא נצא לקראתו, בתופים ועוגר. שירו לו זמר ולו אשריהם, שהשם אלוקיו. ואז יפוח היום, והשקר יתהדר. אז יצאו במחול, כל איילות השדה, וידלגו על הערים, ולא מהחמת. המה תשואלים, ומחגבי הסלע יזרמו מים חיים, בין צטרי המדרגה להשקות שושנת העמקים, ולהקים משכן שיסיר את סבלותינו מכאן. כל דודי דופק, פיתחו לי בניי. הגיע זמן גאולתכם, ולצרותכם אמרתי די. ובאתי לבשר, שלא תבכי יותר אחר. מריחים את המשיח, יותר מכל אבקת רוכל. שלום לך דודי, יצח ואדמון. שפוחם אותך על אבנים. ושב לביצרון. ברחמים, כי לרחמך אין זיכרון שיכיל את כל הנתונים. ואז יפוח היום, ושקר יתהדר. אז יצאו במחול כל איילות השדה, ולא מחמת אמת השועלים, ומחגבי הסלע יזרמו מים חיים, בין צטרי המדרגה להשקות שושנת המקים, ולהקים משכן שיסיר את סבלותינו כל דודי נזקה 